0: Today, we have David Cumming, Director of DMC Contractors. Thank you so much for being here uh, Thanks for with having us me. today. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do? Uh, and yeah, I guess excited to have you on the podcast.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm excited to be here. So, um, a bit of a background on me um, I grew up on the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia. Um, I went to Griffith Uni on the coast, Um, I graduated there in 2012, Um, since then I've, uh, I guess, worked all over the country really in the sort of mining, um, urban infrastructure works, um, which has definitely given me a a wide range of experience. Um, And over the last probably four and a half, five years, uh, I started DMC Contractors Um, which is originally was just a a project management um, company that I basically provided myself as a resource to assist any projects that might be struggling or um, needed assistance with anything really. And then from there over the last probably, let's call it six months to a year, um, it's definitely grown into a, uh, still doing the project management support but in the also include the civil um, infrastructure works as well uh, around that sort of subdivision space which is exciting it's it's growing it's uh, moving forward which is what every sort of business owner wants
0: <laughs> absolutely no that's awesome um, what was the turning point for you that you went uh, I just want to do my own thing um, you know and how did you pick project management? I guess
1: I think um, look, it's probably probably like yourself, but I I've grown up in a family where uh, you know business owners, a lot of you st- know everything was done um, sort of by themselves. They grew something from nothing, and um, was always probably a seed that was planted in the back of my brain that I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. So going through the process, working for you know, various contractors, clients, um, big and small. I knew that at the end of the day, I wanted to um, be able to build something that was my own and provide a, a quality service that I felt I could provide. And that's that's essentially where, where we're at now. So um, I guess, yeah, across the, the period of the last 10 years, it's always been a, a want and desire and sort of seeing that come to pass now is, exciting and I'm glad that I've uh I made that jump it's definitely a a risk at the start it's a, a nervous you know not having a, a full-time job you take a bit of a leap but fortunately um you know generally a few years into your into your career you've made a few contacts and uh it definitely helps uh, along the way so yeah it's been an exciting journey yeah
0: yeah no congratulations it's It's uh, really nice to see uh, people that you've worked with in the industry really succeeding and doing what they love, finding the passions and following it. So, no, really, really well done. Um, And I also love that you mentioned, you know, you kind of started in one space and you're continually evolving. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that and how, um, I guess, what are you doing to see gaps in the market and then go, oh, actually, that's something I can service or... Have you created a bit of a niche for yourself?
1: So in terms of evolving um, from, from an undergrad or graduate perspective, mm-hmm. the, the works that I was involved in then was very different to what, I was in, what I'm involved with now. Um, yes. I started out in a, uh, essentially a mechanical engineering firm, so in structural mm-hmm. mechanical piping works. Um, so nothing really civil related. And from there, you know, progressed into the civil, and um, now obviously doing what we do. So, in terms of the niche for the civil construction, we f- focus currently on the smaller subdivisions, which is good for us in terms of the requirements. But also, um, there's not a not a massive amount of players doing the you know two three lot subdivisions. Um, mm. A lot of the clients you know, your bigger clients uh, turn them down because they, you know, it's not worth their their time, which is perfect for guys like me. Happy to pick up the the scraps there, so to speak, and (laughs) and do those. Um, And also in terms of, you know, it's hard, especially now with the amount of work that's uh, currently ongoing, finding good resources can be hard and being able to fill some of those spaces with myself, you know, other resources that we've got on the team um, is is good, and you know, being able to provide a good service is key. And um, you know, everyone, if you if you can fill that space and provide a good resource or provide a good service, they're happy to um, you know take on that business. So that's, I guess, where we're working, all that space we're working at the moment, and it's um it's been going well.
0: Yeah, that's great. I um, I kind of want you to think back a little bit, if you can. Um, th- and, and this is something that I always uh, struggled with. I think, you know, as a young engineer, you're coming into an industry that is very grounded in, you know, um, experience, I want to say. And you're constantly combating uh, people who you, I, I appreciate you've got years and years and years of experience. And I, I want to, you know, harness that and use that. And um, I guess how or what is some advice you would give to young engineers in that same position trying to combat that, or as you know, a young business owner, how do you deal with that, or is that even the challenge that you're still dealing with now?
1: Definitely, I mean, you know, you you, you never know everything. Someone's always more experienced and knows more than you. Um, in, I, I guess, the early years of the career, surrounding myself with as many um, knowledgeable supervisors, especially the guys in the field, supervisors, you know, laborers, um, yeah, any and the project managers, whatnot, they have a lot of knowledge there and they're willing to share and learn. Um, I think that's key, just exposing yourself to as much as possible. Um, I know as, a, as an undergrad or a graduate, I, you know, it's probably the case with most engineers, um, you get given the mundane, sort of boring jobs to begin with, but they're crucial to, um, I guess, building your character, understanding how uh, projects run and work and the tasks required to, you know, complete the end goal. So definitely, if I were giving advice to a young engineer or even myself at the time, don't be discouraged by things that you, you know, tasks or mundane things you might be given. It's all part of the process. Um and you know, just say yes to everything if you can. If you can, any opportunity that comes up, especially while you're young, there's not much to lose out of it. Um, you're only going to gain knowledge, and it's only going to help you down the track. Um, it can be scary and risky, but while you're young, take a chance and um, you know, fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um... I feel like we need to define what young is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, young in your career, I suppose.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're always young at heart. Um, that's it. No, that, that's true. That's really good advice. Um, I I now kind of want to move into, you know, focusing on DMC a little bit. Um, how you mentioned you took the leap of faith you did it it was really scary going into it and i'm sure it's still really scary because you have to constantly keep the work going in front of you but tell me about uh the first job you got with dmc how how did you go and get that um first project and what was the feeling can you describe the feeling when you landed that first gig
1: the first so the the first couple of years were i sort of touched on it was um Outsourcing myself uh, in that in that management space, and that you know everyone says networking is key, and I probably didn't. Uh, I knew networking is key, but I didn't really actively do it outside of uh, whatever my role was. Yeah. And in terms of landing that first job or first contract, I should say, um, it came from contacts I'd worked with years prior, and you know. Effectively, actively sourcing them out, um, seeing what they had available, and being—I suppose at that time a bit of a go-getter, not that I'm I still am—but um, <laughs> able to, you know, be provided a, a package of works to price along with everyone else, um, and went in there pretty hard to get it, and fortunately enough, won the job, um, and delivered that well, and they were happy with that, and it's sort of you know, progress, progress from there. So definitely networking is a is a key, as as you would know. Um, without networks or people that you know, to be able to, I guess, lean on or assist in the process, you're mm-hmm. not sort of gonna go anywhere. Um, so just, yeah, yeah. build the network and um, it'll, it goes a long way.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you touched on building a network. Um, how how do you think are some ways that uh, people can build a network these days?
1: I think like your LinkedIn as a as a starting point is great because there's a lot of professionals on there. There's a lot of events um, you can tap into. Um, it's easy to make an introduction initially on there. Uh, there's also I've found of late quite an organic um, you know, or, or even. Like a reference. So, completing a job, they pass your details on to someone else. So, you know, he's got done a great job, He'll be perfect for you. And all of a sudden, the, the inquiries start coming in. Um, and then it's you know, obviously keeping up with those inquiries because it starts a bit of a snowball effect. But <laughs> definitely, I mean, if anyone who's, you know, might, I'm a bit of an introvert, um, but anyone who's mm-hmm. mightn't be as you know, happy to go out and make all the, the contacts, the calls and that sort of thing, LinkedIn's a great way to start. Um, and then, you know, obviously once you start performing and, and showing what you're about and showcasing the business, that definitely helps um, organically grow
0: up. Yeah. I think I'm what you describe as an extroverted introvert.
1: <laughs> yeah. As I've
0: gotten older, I think I be- yep. have become more introverted. Um, but yeah, it's really, I think it's really important to identify, I guess, you know, how how you function and, and what are the best ways to network that suit you because someone who's, you know, extremely extroverted or loves and gets energy from people in the room can go yeah. out to like 50 events and I know people like that and they absolutely love it and I would just be terrified and curl up in a ball in the corner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing it.
0: <So>, yeah, <laughs> you and me can be curled up in the, yeah, in yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. I... I want to know a bit about you know uh, have there been any major challenges that you've faced over the past few years with having DMC or just in the industry in general what what do you think are some of the biggest challenges um, at the moment
1: Three oh, one for a, s- a small company is definitely cash flow um, yeah. you know in- in- ensuring work's being completed people need to be paid but so do you um, mm-hmm. So that's i mean everyone says cash flow is king you know that's um so true as the other thing now given the industry and the amount of work um that is available resources um subcontractors mm-hmm. it makes it tricky to get the right people um yeah you know there's because there is so much work people are taking anyone and you don't necessarily mm-hmm. know who you're going to get and what quality they can provide but comes down to us as well that networking having worked with a few people you know who you want to work with um and essentially i mean at the moment you take a little bit of a risk on certain uh, choices but it's one of the challenges that we face now and and you know hopefully soon it gets a bit easier but um yeah it's definitely something we've noticed of late um is that so yeah it's all that yeah. um, it's ever-changing
0: yeah for sure uh it's in it's actually really funny you mentioned resourcing it seems to be an issue that everyone is experiencing in in mm. in, in, in all different areas whether it be you know really specialized or not specialized or um people with degrees or not degrees it's around the world. And also yeah. job hopping is pretty big at the moment just for those few extra dollars. And I know it's tough, it's it's tough. Inflation's not keeping up. We get it, we, we're we all living through it. Um, so I can appreciate that's a real challenge that um, trying to keep people is, is also really hard. Definitely. Um, I want to wrap it with a couple uh, last questions. What is something really exciting that's happening in the industry at the moment? You mentioned, you know, there's a lot of work going on uh, and we're speaking about Australia, particularly uh, Brisbane has a lot of projects, uh, Gold Coast, uh, with the Olympics coming up in a few years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feel yeah. Almost 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, definitely in terms of uh, look. Innovation's a big thing. Um, there's mm-hmm. everything at the moment's you know going green, which is great. Um, it's definitely you know, good for the environment and um, something that I've you know, come to get on board with of of late. One thing I actually saw recently, which not not related to to uh, Brisbane or Queensland, but down in Victoria as a, as a safety initiative, were um, so they're trialling these glow in the dark. Um, road lines essentially uh to prevent or over the over the course of the years you know 46 percent of the incidents they had were cars running off the road at night not being able to see the edge um and so they're trying these glow in the dark lines and they're finding they're having great great success they look great uh, but it's just cool to see new ideas new technology um being utilized and trialed instead of just you know uh living with the way things ha used to be done um just mm-hmm. giving those those new things a go and seeing them work is exciting and um you know hopefully something that we can all get on board with and, and utilize in our in our work so yeah yeah
0: it it's so cool it is such a simple solution to such a big problem and for a lot of people For all my listeners out there, uh, if you don't know, there are a lot of accidents, uh, traffic accidents in particularly rural areas in Australia because the roads are not well lit. They're really windy. We have a lot of animals. Yes, the kangaroos, that's true, Australia (laughs) and the animals, they will jump out at you and um, yeah, it's really dangerous. And I love seeing that such a simple solution can make such a huge difference. It's like, who would have thought glow in the dark paint like has <laughs> yeah. been around for ages.
1: <laughs> How good and cheaper cheaper than lighting a road, you know? Like um, uh,
0: Exactly. So yeah, I'm cool. I'm really excited to see if that ends up becoming oh. a uh mandatory thing around um around the world, around Australia. Let's see. Um, Especially rural
1: rural areas, it's great for that, so. 100%.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um okay. Last question, this has been super fun, but I know everyone's really busy. Um, not to, uh, I guess, you know, I don't want you to go back and like think about and dread your past or anything, but I would love to know if you could go back in time, is there anything you would change or do differently?
1: Um, I would probably, uh, like I sort of said, in the early years, even through uni, um, my attitude to doing some of those, and it's hard, when you're doing things you not don't really like, you're not sort of all that <laughs> excited about it, but definitely that attitude change, knowing that this is going to benefit me, whether I like doing the tasks mm-hmm. or not, it's character building, it's going to help me in the future. Um, I think for, especially for uni students, understanding it's hard at all any age, but knowing exactly which way you want to go, uni's quite uh, tailored towards a design consultant um, Mm -hmm. field, whereas obviously we're in the the construction industry and you don't sort of find out until your last year when you're applying for a job that whichever one you get, that's kind of where you're going to go. Um, So if you know early on, that can help definitely through the the uni years, Um, but also... Just like I sort of said earlier on, give everything a go, and um, mm-hmm. having a network of support that's going to help you. You know, I've got an amazing wife and kids, and they're very supportive of the of the business and and helping, um, you know, keep it all going. Jumping on board, and wherever they can help out, they help out. Um, mm-hmm. but definitely, you know, be open to possibilities and take a take a chance.
0: Oh, I love that. Gonna put on a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, no, that, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's something I always look back on and and you're right. It's so hard because when we're studying or when we come out of it, we have no idea what we're actually going uh, to be getting ourselves into. And at the same time, we're obviously, everyone's really ambitious and everyone wants to speed up the process. But it is hard. It's hard and it takes time to learn um, the important things. But as soon as you have the fundamentals, you can be off uh, running your own business like you are and, you know, uh, li- living out your dreams the way you want to. Um, so, no. <laughs>
1: exactly. Love it.
0: Um, awesome. I guess we will wrap up here. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It has been so much fun. No doubt I'll probably try and uh, convince you to come on again <laughs> in the future.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me, right?
0: Awesome. Thanks, everyone, and thank you to the listeners.